Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card, issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms apply. So why do you want to learn a new language? I'll tell you why. Because donde esta el baño can be a very important question at times. You know, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. I love the fact that I can go from my laptop to my phone to pretty much anywhere and learn the language of my choice. Not to mention I'm bringing my communication skills to new heights. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, Star Talk Radio listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash startalk. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash startalk today. Welcome to Star Talk. Your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. I'm your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist, and this is Star Talk. This is a special edition of Star Talk. Uh, it's a, it's our uh, Valentine's Day edition. Yes. Yeah, we're going to talk about love. Oh, yes. No, no, love. Oh. <laughs> L-U-U-U-U-V. Mm. And, and I know we, we could probably handle that our own, but we bring in some expertise. Yes. And, and we're going to bring in Helen Fisher. She's been on Star Talk before, and it, it, the new book, Anatomy of Love. The Anatomy of Love. And what color is it? It's red. Yeah. <laughs> well, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> a red cover. Uh, uh, Helen Fisher, you're like the world's expert on, on like uh, love, marriage, relationships. You work for the, the, uh, the Kinsey? Uh, I'm at the, the Kinsey Institute. But the, the Kinsey Institute. Yeah. This is the famous Kinsey. That, this is the famous Kinsey, uh, Kinsey who really studied love. He did. Yeah, yeah, he it, was very good. Way before everybody else did, he did. The, excellent. Know. Excellent. And, and in this edition, this is... But sex. He actually studied a lot of sex lot more of than sex. he did love. Sex. Yeah. We really broke into studying love. I mean, people really thought this was part of the supernatural, part of the stars. But and, but what's uh, love got to do with it? Exactly. Everything. <laughs> People pine for it, live for it, kill for it, and die for it. It's wow. one of the most powerful brain systems on earth. Is that love or sex we talking about? I know. Because <laughs> what you just said, everybody. It's sex. That's we sex. agree. We agree that happens yeah. for sex. I don't think if you ask somebody to go to bed with you and they say no thank you, you don't kill yourself. But around the world, Speak people for yourself, kill. Helen. <laughs> Gotta tell people you. People kill. Take rejection well. Yeah. Nobody takes rejection well. And nobody gets out of love alive. Nobody. Ooh. You know, we you all have some scars. Is it matter of fact, Man. it's an addiction, you know, a very powerfully wonderful addiction when it's going well and a perfectly horrible addiction when it's going poorly. But anyway, you know, you say, is it a sex or is it love? I, I've mentioned this to you before, I think. I think we've evolved three distinctly different brain systems for mating and reproduction. One is a sex drive, mm -hmm. one is fe feelings of intense romantic love, mm -hmm. and the third is feelings of deep attachment. And I think oh, people I got go... got one out of three. <laughs> okay. Not bad, not Jesus bad. now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so so for this for this edition of Star Talk, we're going to be... We're soliciting, we've solicited questions from our fan base through our various uh, media platforms, and they're all about sort of Valentine's Day and love. Yes. And, and, and all that goes with it. Yes. Love. I have one live anecdote just to start off with. Uh -huh. um, so, uh, in the medical community, there's a disease of lovemaking, which is c collectively called venereal diseases, mm. and that is actually named after Venus. Really, the goddess of love. Oh, so the oh, the genitive Venus. form of Venus is Venera. 
Right. And in fact, the Russian space missions to Venus were all called Venera. Venera 1, Venera 2, Venera 3. Huh. The medical doctors said, oh, here's a disease peculiar to lovemaking and love and beauty and all that go with it. Let's name it after Venus. So they call them venereal diseases. Then we astronomers came along and said, we need a name of some of an alien who might be from Venus. We're not going to call them venereals now. Because <laughs> right. the word is taken. Exactly. So we had to invent a non-legitimate word. And so you're Venusian if you're from Venus. But you're technically you should be venereal. Venereal. Oh, okay. When the venereals come... Right. <laughs> say, I'm a Venusian. Oh, yes, yeah. Say you're, you're Venusian. Man. Yeah. You get a little further in, in the social ladder. If you're... The cool thing about that is doctors uh, gave us um, the term for VD, which actually is the same Valentine's Day as VD as well. Which, ooh. Wow. Ooh, ouch. Well, think about yeah. it. Ouch. Valentine's yeah. Day, venereal disease. Ouch, Chuck. Just... Wait a minute. There's good parts of this Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> We're all fun. Okay, we're just laying, laying the laying the. I'm landscape. just saying it's never been a good day for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, me neither. I'm always working on that day. Yeah. So, Chuck, you got some questions. I have, we, yes. None of us have seen him, and Helen is here to, you know, I'm just here to, like, direct them to Helen, because I don't what the hell do I know. Mm, yeah, these okay. are our cosmic queries, of course, like you said. Cosmic uh, queries. Uh, taken from us. all over the uh, internet. So, okay. let's start off with uh, Chris Reed, coming to us from Twitter. CD Reed is his handle. Evolution is about the natural selection of traits. How has love evolved, and what traits were left behind. So um, that's a really good I question. Know, I know. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a really good question. And I wonder if I can add to that. Yeah. If, you know, we think of love as distinctly human, but right. d d does this preclude other animals, especially other mammals, right. from having the same sentiment? Right. And why, why else would we say, oh, look at the love birds? Right. We would analogize yeah. our love to what we yeah. know are two birds. So there's like, three questions beaks. really on the table. And let me start with the with the evolution of it and, and the brain. You know, I put people in brain scanners and study the brain circuitry of romantic love. That's what scares me about you. Yeah. But why? Well, I wouldn't say, you know. Talk, ab <laughs> talk about your foreplay. <laughs> Oh, oh. Let me put, put your mate in the brain scanner. See if he really does love you. Girl, go ahead and get in that brain scanner. That's how we starting this off tonight. You know, you, brain scanner. That's what we doing. Yeah. You know, you can know every ingredient in a piece of chocolate cake, and then when you sit down and eat that cake, you feel that joy. In the same way, I can know everything you can know about love and still make the same mistakes everybody well, Just to be clear, and, to guys, know. chocolate cake is really just chocolate cake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, just, you. That's true. But it's anyway, just chocolate cake. This is a brain system. It came from other mammals, it came from other birds, all kinds of animals feel attraction to certain creatures and not attraction to others, you know, too old, too young, too feathers out of order, antlers too big, uh, too little, etc., etc. You don't oh want God, it. God, so. I know that part. <laughs> so <laughs> the bottom line is, <clears throat> we did evolve. Keep your antlers out of this? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I want to see your antlers. <laughs> Show me your antlers. Anyway, the bottom line is, this brain system came out of nature, so long before mankind came down out of the trees, began to stand up on two feet, began to need to form pair bonds to rear their young, and the brain circuitry for romantic love began to evolve to, in order to make us focus on one particular individual and start the mating process. But you can see that in other mammals, particularly ones that form pair bonds. You know, you'll see an immediate attraction uh, from of one animal for another, and, you know, they, they're going for it. In fact, this is the evolution of love at first sight. Uh, is it attraction, or is it just they want to mate? How, how do you um, distinguish the two? Um, Did you ask them? <laughs> uh, we, there's actually academic studies that uh, when a female chimpanzee, for example, is in heat and in in estrus, she'll copulate with actually almost all of the males, but there's some she won't copulate with, mm -hmm. and it's because she doesn't like them. Because he's a real... You know, a-hole that <laughs> guy. Man. The bottom line is, these are different systems, and it, just the sex drive will get you out there looking, but then it's romantic love that, or attraction in other animals, or magnetism, just animal magnetism, that enables you to sift between all these other animals and focus on the one that uh, works for you. So it's one thing it if, if they don't sleep with with you because they're sleeping only one other person, but they're sleeping with everybody, everybody else and not you? you? Uh -huh. that's, that, that's bad. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's well, I don't know. Bad. Yeah, it's all bad. Didn't <laughs> they just find out that the reason uh, the pandas that they had wherever in San Francisco that they've been trying to mate, that the reason they didn't mate was because the female they didn't like, didn't like the male? There you go. Yeah, there you go. They just assume they, they you assume put the man. Oh, pandas that is cool a really important point. Yeah, because no animal on this planet will copulate with anything that comes along. They all have preferences, and we evolved that system for preferences. And then, of course, when we began to stand up on two legs, females began to have to carry their babies in their arms instead of on their backs. They began to need someone to help them out at least while they raised the child through infancy. Mm -hmm. And so, this brain circuitry for animal attraction evolved into what we call today uh, romantic love. Is, is there anything that was left behind, like the questioner asked? Oh, that's 
right. beautiful question. Nobody's ever asked me. Sure, the ability to share. We're not an animal that shares very well. Oh, We're a jealous animal. Wow. Uh, you know, mm. I mean, I was talking last night to some people who are polyamorous, but and and they really just, have to work very means, hard to keep their. Which means you know, several partners. These people actually believe that um, you you can have several partners. You swingers, keep, like, baby. Uh, swingers are the sex sex. They they're swinging for sex. Uh, polyamorous are are fine. Yes. So yeah. they're they're romantic. Okay. So they want to keep their deep attachment to one partner and then have a lot of romances on the side and they say they can overcome this this jealousy and the uh you know the, the self-deception and all lying. but they can't they work very hard on it mm. you know mm. but the bottom line is no we're not a good animal we don't share well um and of course so, we're so, also cheaters you know i mean it's a it's a it's an example uh, so so uh so in the mormon tradition of multiple wives for right. the men then this is you're saying they're there might be an evolutionary force that makes that not stable because they've, they've been stable. doing it for a hundred something yeah, years. You know, um, 86% of world cultures permit a man to have several wives. Mm -hmm. um, but actually... In the wrong place. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't know. It can be a toothache. I can tell you that. <laughs> it can be a real panic. I think I told you last time I knew a man in, in uh, you know, in Highlands of New Guinea who had three wives and when I asked him how many he wanted, he said none. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, yeah there you go. Be careful what you wish for. It can be a toothache, yeah. Right. Um, Plus, as I understand it, historically, the... the it, 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 in particular the Middle East, as it, I've come to understand it, that was initially put forth as protection for women so that if you actually got romantically involved with a woman, she actually, you had to then take care of her. Exactly. And so, oh. That's so right. it was a matter of accountability right. for who you were. It was also ecological reasons. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, uh, most societies permit a man to have several wives, but only about 5 to or 10% of men in almost all cultures actually have several wives because you got to have a lot of money, a lot of cows, right. a lot of sheep, a lot of education or something to get two women to share you. So are there any cultures where where a woman has multiple husbands? Only very few. Among the okay. very rich um, of southern Alaska, traditionally, um, these people lived in these archipelagos, and the men went out fishing every every. To be the native peoples of Alaska, the not native the native peoples of Alaska. <laughs> yes, and um, a woman. Not Sarah was, Palin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, she, I have four husbands. You betcha. You betcha. But um, it's very um, impractical from a Darwinian perspective because you know. If, if a woman is sharing several men, you know, she can't have a baby right. uh, every nine months. Whereas if a man has several wives, he could have a lot of babies. Yeah, four babies at one time. Yeah. At one time. But, uh, or more. But the problem with um, polygyny, poly meaning many, gyne meaning women, is that the women fight. Sometimes they uh, uh, try to poison each other's children. Yeah, and not my problem. Go, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Keep it that way. Yeah, I'm, you know? I'm a husband. I'm good. <laughs> you guys, do your thing. Don't come bother yeah. me with your petty squabbles. You know, to bond is human. We're a pair bonding animal. But it was also an animal that cheats. And we seem to do both. And I think one of the great 21st century issues is to what degree do we want intimacy with one individual, individual and what degree do we want autonomy? That great balance between the two is, is something we all have to wrestle and with. And what intrigues me is how we cherry pick the animal kingdom to use as examples of how we want to behave. Mm -hmm. So we'll say, oh, an eagle will mate for life. The swans. Oh, they'll mate yeah. for life. Okay, well, but how about the... What's the one that just has sex as often as it can with as many other... Uh, all of them. Uh, <laughs> all, the, all the rest of them. <laughs> the rest of them. All the rest of them. Like even eagles. No, 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 the, the, even the, eagles. Even, even swans. No, no, the, we have not found the a naked mole rat. The naked mole rat has two subspecies. Uh -huh. One of them mates for life. The other is just yeah. whores. Well, just, just, they whore themselves Same thing out. with, it's the prairie vole. Yeah, same the prairie vole, yeah, sorry. Maybe, right. I, maybe that's what I meant. Yes. Not, and, not the naked and mole rat. And some of them, and we know the genes of that, the, the genetics of that. And then you take one of the genes from one of those uh, prairie voles that does mate for life and put them in a non-pair binding uh, mouse or something, and it'll start to start, form a pair bond too. To do so the there nasty. is biology to, to um, feelings of attachment, yes. Well, they put the attachment gene in the ones that we're not always be attached. Yes. But how about the, the wandering gene? Does that make them wander? Do we we haven't really found a wandering gene. We found uh, a genes in which you attach less. Uh, in a, okay. There's one gene in which the if you have no copies of that gene, you're the most in among men, actually. It's a study of the men. The least promiscuous? Uh, the least promiscuous. The least one promiscuous. gene, they're going to be more promiscuous and, the, and two genes are going to be the most. Actually, not promiscuous, but in unstable relationships that are going to lead to promiscuity. So we're, wow. we're finding something. But you know what? Okay. That's your sure, promiscuity coefficient. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah, that should come out in the speed dating rounds, right? What is your... <laughs> but you know what? It's important. Even though we have predispositions, you can say no to them. You know, um, 
because uh, you know, because uh, we live in civilization. That's yeah, why. Uh, yeah, you can. You know, people can be um, uh, quit their bad habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and then some of it is called age for men as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's just wait, wait, but just to be clear, just to be clear, they're not habits if we're pre- genetically predisposed. So right. they they can you can overcome exactly. a genetic predisposition because we live in civilization where exactly. certain conduct well uh, is necessary. Very well said. And then you just get too old. It's amazing old. how many people don't though. I mean, yeah, I've yeah, looked of course. At adultery in forty-two societies, and you find it even in places where you can get your head chopped off. Right. It's not even so. adultery. There's murder. Yeah. There are things. There's transgressions yeah. of right. of a society. That well, that's. Uh, I mean, I think that most of our crimes of passion come because people have been, they've lost a true love. They've yeah. lost from a Darwinian perspective. They've lost mm-hmm. uh, life's greatest prize, which is a mating partner. Wow. Yeah. yeah they need to rethink some things. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you, got no, you got another okay, question. Let's move on. All that right, was fascinating it. stuff, man. All right. Let's get down to, here's one from the teen poet. Okay. Coming to us from Twitter. That's a Twitter handle. That's okay. a Twitter handle. Uh, uh, at the Teen Poet 322 uh, wants to know Is human love more than chemical reactions, as in Interstellar's unrealistic ending? Well, thanks for the critique <laughs> inside the question. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case people missed that moment in Interstellar, right. where uh, Anne Hathaway's character says, maybe I'm paraphrasing, you know, love is something that transcends even dimensions. Right. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's love that they're using uh-huh. to communicate with us through uh, basically space and time. Yeah, through the space-time through the continuum. space-time continuum. Yeah. Love is the language that transcends the space-time so, so, so if I can tighten the question, how much of your research tells us that love is just electrochemical in your brain and it's nothing more or less than that? Well, bottom line is everything is electrical and chemical in your brain. I mean, everything, you, know, okay. you think of anything, do anything, uh, feel anything, any kind of drive, thirst, hunger, all of them. So Chuck, it doesn't permeate the fabric I mean, of then the space-time continuum. No, can't. And now my heart is broken. <laughs> uh, and then we make a whole lot of things out of it, and we make beautiful things. I mean, all of the love poetry from around the world, I mean, all our plays, our poems, our novels, our sitcoms, our ballets, our mm-hmm. operas, our our theater, our myths, our legends. I mean, the world don't is cluttered. Porn. Don't forget <laughs> porn. Don't, don't forget <laughs> porn. That, that was co- co- conspicuously absent from that list. <laughs> we got it in there. <laughs> Chuck, thank but, you. But why isn't that just the spectrum of human emotion of which love is one? Right. One, it's actually one a drive. Um, uh, it's, uh, the so is hate. Hate is as big a drive as love. There's no question about it. In fact, okay. they're not even the opposites. The opposite of love is indifference. Ooh, mm, that's deep. Look hate. at that. That's yeah. deep. In fact, you can hate and love somebody at the same time. Oh, you know? now I that mean, explains a, my parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. That we get the frenemy. The frenemy. <laughs> right. Yeah. I okay. had a wonderful girlfriend who said of her husband, it was a wonderful marriage, but she said, you know what? Sometimes I hate him, but I always love him. And so you, these are different brain systems, and you can flop from one to the other it's indifference that's when you are kill when you've killed the passion but you know what it's a drive this is not even an emotion it comes emanates from brain uh, a little factory in the base of the brain that is lies right next to the brain regions that orchestrate thirst and hunger because this is so essential to survival and it has been for so long because if you don't have babies you don't form a pair bond you don't pass your dna on to it is that's the end of your your line so it's just it's basically uh the second greatest driving force in, 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 in our in our being, which the first is gotta eat. Yeah, you know, you know uh, eating makes you live another day. You know, having sex will make you live genetically. Make you want for, to live another day. <laughs> <laughs> right. That is for sure. That's how you really got to do you, it. By the way, sex is really good for you if it's with the right person. <laughs> Preach it to the choir, baby. <laughs> well, I think so. It's it is reducible in a fundamental way. To I I I came up with three in the list. So okay. there's the there's there's sex there's food, sex, and shelter. Food, were three things shelter. that we need for our survival. Right. And so we ought to be pretty uh, energetic in the acquisition of those three. Absolutely. And uh, also, if you don't... I've never seen anybody kill themselves um, when they couldn't get something to eat. But I've mm. certainly seen people kill themselves when they couldn't get a particular sweetheart. Couldn't get the love. Yeah. Mm. I don't think you go around... Mur- well, you might go around murdering somebody for bread, you know, in the right place when you're that's, starving, but... Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you would you kill in the name. You, you won't kill yourself. You'll kill somebody else, and that's right. why. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I bet there's... Um, our, jails, our jails are much more filled with people who have crimes, have committed a crime of passion. I mean, these are powerful brain systems. What people will do for love is out of this world. Okay. And particularly around right now, you know... 
I'm the chief scientific advisor to Match.com. And between um, the day after Christmas and Valentine's Day, the uh, amount of people going onto that site and other sites increases everywhere from 30 to 60 percent. This is the time. This is the season for love. You're listening to Star Talk. Stay tuned for another segment. Working moms have way too many to-dos. Switch to H&R Block and have an expert do your taxes for you. Block guarantees 100% accuracy and your max refund or your money back. And with their no surprise guarantee, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. You can even meet with a tax pro in a block office or online from home. So take a breath, moms. This tax season, it's better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com slash guarantees. You know what shouldn't feel like rocket science? Planning a vacation your whole crew will love. With Carnival Cruise Line, it's all up to you. You can kick back or dive right into the fun. Paddleboard in the crystal clear waters of one of Carnival's exclusive destinations, Half Moon Key in the Bahamas. Take an ATV ride through the jungle or just relax on white sandy Caribbean beaches. The fun continues on ship from a ride on the Bolt roller coaster to a moment of pure bliss at the Cloud Nine Spa. Kick off the evening with a craft cocktail at any of Carnival's dazzling bars and lounges and take your pick of restaurants from surf and turf to family-style Italian. Then settle in for an evening of live entertainment. Whatever your vibe is, you'll come home with plenty of stories to tell. So pack those bags, be sure to leave room for a few unforgettable memories because no one does fun like Carnival Book your dream vacation at Carnival.com. Ships Registry, the Bahamas, and Panama. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. Welcome back to Star Talk. Here's more of this week's episode. <laughs> so, Chuck, what questions you have called from our uh, our listening audience? Well, you know, um, I I recognize this handle as somebody I I know on Twitter, so I figure I'll go ahead and read this. Uh, this is from at uh, Ben Makes TV, and Ooh. he wants to know this: Why does no one love me? Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it's because uh, you pleasure yourself publicly on the train. And people, people just can't forgive that, Ben. They can't forgive you for it. Let, let, me, let me broaden the question, Helen, and ask, is there someone for everyone? Sure. The, if there is, then the person who can't find love is not looking hard enough. They're not looking hard enough. You, you know, if you go on these dating sites, it does require some work. You know, first of all, he's probably too picky. Uh, you know, lower your standards. Uh, the guy who's looking for for, you know, for love. Looking for love. I mean, um, when in doubt, lower your standards. Is this advice you're giving us, advice. Helen? I got your book here, The Anatomy of Love. You're telling us. Think of reasons to say yes. You okay. know, there's a huge part of the brain that enables us to overlook the negative and focus on the positive. Do it all the time. Uh, all when the time. we want to. Yeah, when you but one of the problems when you're meeting people online is you know so little about them when you start out mm -hmm. that you over 
you know, you overweight those few things that you know, that you don't know right. and, that you don't and, like. you, and you break it up before you, the more you get to know somebody, the more you like them. Mm -hmm. You got to give people a chance, you know. And, but see, now uh, that is a chemical thing because, and oh, I don't, I'm probably going to get in trouble if I say this. Uh, oof, oh, I'm gonna say we it can is. edit this, Chuck. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> All right, so here's the truth. I have often sat and said to myself, why after I... 18 years of marriage. Okay, stop there. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> Let me protect Chuck you from himself. You are gonna protect no. me. I'm not gonna say this. I'm just gonna I gotta protect oh, I'm Chuck. Back away from the microphone. <laughs> <Chuck>. <laughs> but I've put people in scanners. <laughs> It's possible to remain well, in love long term. I, we have, I and my colleagues have put um, 17 people into the scanner who were married an average of 21 years. So you, you're, you're well, no, behind my, the game. I'm still in and, love. Uh, are you, no, that's my point. I'm good. back away from the mic, Chuck. No, you're right. I said, right. okay, but I'm still in, yeah. in love. I mean, yes, oh, yeah. in love. I'm, However, yeah, no, now right. listen to me. Don't, and I'm, you know what? Listen, if I were to put it down on paper, yeah. I should not be in love. Yeah. I should not Very be. Unrealistic. I, really, I should not be. Yeah. This woman, I love her to death, and there's nothing she can do that's wrong. And if I were to actually go and say all the stuff that I probably would be like, no, I don't like that. No, I don't like. Yeah. I should have left oh. long ago. So if you if you well, if you deconstruct, if I deconstruct my relationship, there's nothing there. But in total, it's working for you. Oh my God, yeah. this, it's the best thing ever okay. happened to me. So life. so Helen. We evolved it, not at all. We evolved to deceive. <laughs> Chuck, you are lying to yourself. Wait, wait, wait. No, so you're why, not. No, here you're is why you are in love with your wife. Wait, wait. Hell, 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 you are hell, overlooking hell. the negative, and there's a huge part of the brain that enables you to do that, and bless it. So, so, but let me, let me get, let me come in the back door there. If you do have a list of what you like in someone, and then you put it on one of these websites, and then you find someone that matches it, the premise is that's your that's your soulmate. But what Chuck is saying is, if you laid out the the, the inventory, if you laid out the portfolio of what, then no, he would have never met her in this way. I would have never met her this way. I you bet that there correct. are real. No, you wouldn't have met her. But once I you never did meet her, her there's things about that woman that you really like that that ring deep in. Into then your what of love map? Then what of these Definitely. websites that are matching people up and slicing and dicing them in these very yeah. what what is it farm uh, farmers.com farmers.com yeah. so right. farmers can mate other farmers right. meet and mate right. with other it's farmers a lifestyle so that you can understand it but the bottom line is these are not dating services these are introducing services the only oh. true algorithm is your own human brain so the faster you can get out and meet the guy or girl in the bar so on the street you know okay. it's just giving you a whole range of people and then you got to do the job we can give you the people but you got to do the job and that's what's really thrilling but would you agree that if you pre if you proscribe right. what you think you're going to be attracted to, that is greatly restricting your options. The problem or it is, could I mean, be at least. Yeah, at but least there's a potential for that, yeah. right? It's listen. Staying at home uh, and looking for somebody under the couch is certainly going to, uh, you know, not do much for your options. I mean, mm -hmm. the bottom line is, you know, how many people do you meet through your friends? How many do you meet at work? How many people do you meet when the you're fitness playing, center, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. at the fitness center? And you run through all that. And then how are you going to meet people? No, I think these dating services, introducing services, service. give you a much broader range than you, than we've ever had in all of our human. Oh, I would agree. Wait, even the ones that you know? specify because there's J date for for right. Jews and right, lately they, there's like a white people one. Yeah, white people meet. But white people. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what do they, they really have, have a hard time finding black people meet? To okay. which I told a friend, "How could I ever meet a white girl on black people meet?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but kind of craziness is that? Right, but do do white people actually have a problem finding other white people in a country that that? Uh, apparently, all these white people live in Detroit. <laughs> is that what it is? It's like I don't know where I'm going to find another white person. <laughs> Every time I look around, I'm there's here no in Detroit, white and I can't find I need, any white people. I need a web service to help me find a web service to help me. <laughs> <laughs> no. But you do meet many more people on these dating sites than we ever did through all of history. Plus, throughout your life, I and mean, we've got things like our time, which is for people over fifty. I mean, right. I can't stand in a bar and have the perfect boy walk by. Uh huh. You know, I, uh, you're selling yourself short there, Helen. Thank you. Telling you right now. <laughs> what bar did you have in mind? <laughs> So, Chuck, what are the questions right, you got let's there? let's get back to this. So, tell, tell, which we told our boy here to get out. Ben, get the hell off the couch. Get out the house. Get right. out the house, yeah. Ben. Right. That's the answer to your question. Mm -hmm. All right? <clears throat>
Oh, wait, 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 just, just, I'm sorry. Uh, just to round that out, round out that question. Go ahead. Should someone change themselves to be more attractive to other people? Ooh, Should they go through a makeover? Good. Should they change their hair? Mm. Should they, other than the minimum hygiene that we expect right. in society, yeah. should someone do that if they're desperate for love? And let me just. And then, then if they find that person, did that person fall in love with what they created for themselves? Right. Mm. Is it not? But really we do that? fall in love with what we created for ourselves. Yes. No matter what, even if somebody fits somewhat within your love map, you overlook what doesn't fit and you focus on what you do. So like we're your constantly. Your love map. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what it is. We have this. You know. We. Even as small children, we grow up and we we create a list, an uh, unconscious list of what we're looking for in a mm -hmm. partner. And then you see the perfect person at the perfect time, and they fit pretty much in your love map. And you get rid of, excuse me, what you what you don't like, and you just focus on what you do. So that's that's good. But what was that other question? Sure, so, no, what were you going to say? No, I'm saying that uh, you know what you're saying makes a lot of sense. Should you change yourself? All right. Uh, yeah. You know, and on the one hand, the answer is no. Uh, well, it, yeah. I mean, uh, you if watch you're a man, head. because don't worry, she's going to do that for. You. <laughs> you do not have to worry. You it's it's in the card. And be yourself, man, because whatever you are and whoever you are, that yeah. is not what you are going yeah. to be right. in two years. Right. Okay. It's a good project for us girls. Yeah, yeah but we have a lot, to, yeah. lot, of, lot, of, yeah. lot of work to do. I, let me tell you, I've, I have a friend that I saw that has been 20 years since we've seen each other. Mm -hmm. And we, are, we, we got to hang out. I was in Philadelphia and we got to hang out. We haven't seen each other in 20 years. And Philly's at, your place. That's, that's right. my hometown. And mm -hmm. at the end of the night, he was like, Wow, man, you you really have changed, <laughs> and he really hadn't. Yeah. But he's not married. Okay, fair. How did you change? He's just me. I'm, I mean, listen. what did you change? Well, about mostly you? now that I'm married, I'm gay. Um, <laughs> that's the most thing, you know. Because <laughs> I think you need to do change. Do, listen, if it's not working, you might ought to make some changes. But I wouldn't certainly make any changes. I mean, first of all, we—it's very hard to make um, changes in personality. You can be somebody else, but it's tiring. Yeah. Okay. Out of Character. It's an investment of energy yeah. at all times. Yeah, and as yeah. it turns out, you know, you'll turn off. I mean, by being who you are, you will turn off some people. But when you find the right one, that person's going to really love you. So I wouldn't make huge changes. Sure, you, you know, you can you can change your hair and and maybe stop swearing or mm -hmm. or you know read a little bit more uh, so that you're better educated. So you can call them com comfort changes. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. That might make the yeah. other person comfortable. Oh, good, yeah. good. Without really totally Without messing, really with, messing you. with you. Exactly. Your profile. Right. Okay. Unless there's parts you don't like of you, and mm -hmm. you know, you can work on that too but uh you know uh, as you say she's gonna work on you too oh you, know? you rest assured <laughs> next question next question let us move but on men do their work too you know women are always scrambling to be, to please okay yeah, so, but, but, but we don't know that that's what you're doing for us you just appear that way and we think hey wow i really like that not knowing that you spent five hours creating that uh -huh. which we just said but we don't, like. doesn't that was very profound say, what you just said yeah because that is the difference between what makes uh a woman appreciate you because you notice what she did uh -huh. you just gave the true male perspective which right. is we're appreciative of it we just think like wow look at you this right. is how you look yeah, we're completely we're oblivious. completely oblivious yeah, that oblivious. you actually took effort and time to make Everything. yourself look that way right. uh -huh. we're just like wow okay that we're, looks we're, good. we're idiots right. basically we can i don't know i am from four men and i don't think you're idiots um <laughs> but uh but uh yeah i yeah the, I, i'll keep to my self-deception on that okay exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> we're right. all right all right, here we go. Uh, this is Ray coming to us from Twitter as well. And Ray has a very simple, succinct question, but I think it's uh, quite uh, in-depth in when you look at it. Uh, why does love hurt? Oh, boy. Boom. That's Ooh. all he asked. But I got to say, that's, that's pretty prolific, what right. he just said. Well, he just asked. It really does. So we've put um, a lot of people into a, a, a scanner who just been dumped. And the brain regions that become active when you've been dumped is three brain regions linked with intense craving, a brain region linked with physical pain. Physical pain. Uh, physical pain, a brain region. And actually, uh, aspirin helps. Um, when you're rejected in love, with there's an academic article on that. Wow. And also anxiety that goes along with the physical pain. And you're also brain regions linked with trying to figure out what went wrong, the costs, the benefits, what happened here. And I think so the brain is in overdrive. It is in, mm. It's in a terrible state. This is why we have all these crimes of passion, you know. And why does it hurt? It hurts because you've lost, once I said, you know, life's greatest prize, a mating partner. You've, you've lost a, um, a, the ability to pass your DNA on to eternity. I think nature over did it to be perfectly honest. Oh. We really, uh, we really suffer terribly. 
And there's basically two stages of getting rejected. The first is protest. You just try to win the person back. You'll try to seduce. Mm -hmm. You'll try to threaten. Yes. Uh, you'll, you'll try to make them jealous and all that. Right. And then you slip into this incredible depression. And, Unless you, you know, get them back. And then, then you get In them which back. case, you slip right. into indifference. Like, why did I ever want you in indifference? <laughs> why do I keep yeah. doing this? You've heard that other people say this. <laughs> yes, exactly. yes. <laughs> Read about it, Chuck. Right, exactly. yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it hurts. You think it's a real part of the brain center that, that is responsible. no question about it. Big parts of the brain become incredibly overactive. You know, you can't eat, you can't sleep, you can't stop crying. You, so it's you disruptive know. to your human physiology. Yes. And to your social relations. And even so lovesick is and, actual sick. It's an actual sick. And you can You're die sick. from being rejected. Um, from oh, wait, don't tell me you die from a broken heart. You die from um, heart attacks and strokes. So the stress. Okay, you so your heart did a break. a great deal of anxiety. <laughs> the yeah. stress actually yeah. manifests itself physically yes. and you end up dying of a stroke or a heart attack yeah. because of okay. yeah it drives up the dopamine system in the beginning that gives you all that energy and focus and motivation and craving and then after a while you can't get them you finally give up and you slip into sort of a profound depression. how about okay uh, as a corollary to this there are people who are in love with people they've never met yes isn't that so now are they they're not the they're practicing they're not the, the mating partner that they got to know right. intimately Right. But nonetheless, the that sentiment is still there. Right. It's a crush. I mean, it's most largely teenagers, but it can be somebody at work you don't ever dare come close to, but you know, you, you feel all that. It'll go Th away. They're grown. Yeah, I agree with the teenager thing, yeah. but isn't that more women? And when you get older, it's the male stalker of the of the women of the no, women. Um, men fall in love faster than women do. Mm -hmm. uh, they fall in love more often than women do. Uh, when they meet somebody that they really like, they want to uh, introduce them to friends and family sooner. Men want to move in sooner. Men have more intimate conversations with their wives than women do with their husbands because women have their intimate conversations with their girlfriends mm -hmm. and men are two and a half times more likely to kill themselves when a relationship is over so men are the more wow so basically oh, wait, just to be clear i think we're we're more likely to commit suicide in all categories Probably, I, yes. I think so. Yes. So, and homicide, you know. Right, right. It's a more mm -hmm. delicate... The men are just completely messed up. I was going to say, it well, sounds I don't to me know. like they're we're a bunch really of love pussies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it comes down to. <laughs> oh, my God, I can't live without you. Man. Women are pretty bad, believe me. I've had them on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, okay, so we've established it's a it's it's real. It's no. real. The pain no is hurt. real. It's right. not imagined. Nobody you can't just say get over it. it. It's like breaking your leg and saying get over exactly. it. Exactly. As a matter of fact, a week later you can't remember any physical uh, pain in your tooth, but a week later you're still really suffering from romantic rejection. Mm. Wow. So that's baggage, I think. That's evolutionary baggage. Is there any truth to the fact that they say for every uh, for every year you're together, it takes six months to get over? I don't know the. That's interesting. Yeah, they say yeah. so forever. If you're together with. Wait, somebody, so at some point, it would take longer than your life, your actuarial life expectancy. Exactly. Yeah. To get well, over it. It's going to depend on who you are, what your other mm -hmm. alternatives are, how much you invested in it, how old you are. There's going to be many forces in how you get over it. And it's not. Whether you bought the couch together, because then you'll have to take the chainsaw <laughs> yeah. and cut it in half when you split up. Oh, thank God we didn't buy the dog together. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Star Talk Radio. Stay tuned. More up next. Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back. Here's more of Star Talk. Chuck, you've got questions from the internet. Yes, I do. All right, what do you have? Uh, let's jump right back on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melissa McCurdy from Facebook says, is the state of being in love considered mental illness or chemical imbalance? In other words, are you crazy to be in love with somebody? I don't think so. I mean, it's you're gonna just. It's the most important thing we do with our lives. But you are a little crazy. I mean, you 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 can't eat. You can't sleep. You forget your coat. You you know you don't get to work. You forget to feed the cat. You don't call your mother. You're obsessed. It's an obsession. Right. It so it wasn't account as some kind of mental disorder. Because, because you're not natural, otherwise. It's a natural drive. It's a natural obsession. In fact, I think that all of the chemical addictions hijack this basic brain system that evolved for um, natural craving. So we're trying to actually say to the medical community that uh, it's a very positive addiction when it's going well and a perfectly horribly negative addiction when it's going poorly. But it is an addiction. Mm. The addiction centers become activated. But I don't want to call it a mental Addicted illness. Addicted to love. Isn't there like an album or a song with that uh, title? Yes, it is. Who okay. is that? Uh, Robert? Robert uh, Palmer. Robert Palmer. Yeah. Might as well face it. You're addicted, addicted to love. He's got the models. Yes, all the playing with the red lips. <laughs> and I'm like, I see why you're in love. <laughs> I, I remember that video. Pretty hot chicks behind that you. Was a, that was an early MTV video. Yes, oh my was. gosh. That yeah. was like. Our poets have said it for centuries. I mean, the oldest love poetry is over 4,000 years old, and this describing love exactly the way we describe it today. Right. You know, okay, so amazing. even though it disrupts our normal functioning, Right. Our responsible functioning as members of society, because of its frequency among we humans, right. you're not going to say and it's, it's a essential dis- purpose, and you're not going to say it's a disorder. We're going to say it's it's something. It's it's like today where they have drugs, living with this disease. Right. It's not going to cure. You're just going to live with, with it. it. Mm-hmm. It's right. going to teach us how to live with our love. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. Well, I would basically say that an awful lot of people would be happy to live with their love. I mean, we're people are madly in love. Think of nothing else. They don't care if they forget to feed the cat. They're just happy. Happy, really. I mean, the cat will <laughs> care if he forgets. <laughs> but that's that, for sure. see now. What you just did there, you actually described uh, the uh, textbook case scenario for a, a person addicted to drugs. Right. I don't Absolutely. care about anything. Yeah. I don't Absolutely. care if I feed the cat. Absolutely. I don't right. care. Right. That's a, there's a big difference. There's many big differences, though. I mean, what, you know, the right love affair is going to um, give you tremendous pleasure. It's going to give, give you optimism. It's going to give you hope. I mean, as you drive that dopamine system up when you're madly in love, you get energy, focus, motivation. You know, when you take drugs, you're not getting necessarily. And by the way, the drug's going to be gone tomorrow morning when you wake up. And no, it's still going to be party with love, me you know? tomorrow morning. Oh. Right. <laughs> you mean nine? o'clock tonight <laughs> no go ahead <laughs> well that sounds good. okay <clears throat> so that's that's a, that's a fascinating point there are upside the upside of this it's a wonderful a, a fundamental contribution to society and people's Absolutely. happiness okay, okay. Yeah. all right we got that here we go let's we move that. on move, move move on up this is joe pettengill from portland portland oregon coming to us through facebook once right. you know this biologically how does the love of a pet differ from the love of a person or love of an object? Mm-hmm. Or, this mean a person's love of a pet, not right. a pet's love of the person. Right. Not a right. pet's right. love of a person. Right. But even though that's a very interesting, I'd like to know about that now that you brought it up. Like, you know. Well, I don't know if she studies non-human uh, animals. Oh, that's well, I do. I do, because you have to understand. Um, you scare me every day you keep talking and telling me what you put in your machine. <laughs> I think that's very cool. <laughs> I think I'm my dog wants people. to bang me. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, you know, there's a constellation of traits that are linked with feelings. You have permission to use that word in that way for me. Oh, uh, thank you. A constellation, uh, yes, good. And um, among those things are the um, drive to actually have sex with the person. And you really don't. Most people want to have sex with their dog. 
romantic. So mm. you have many of the traits linked with romantic love. I mean, the obsession, the the focus, the the you know, you think your dog's the best looking dog in the whole universe. It's the only dog that's alive that counts, et cetera, et cetera. So it has some of the characteristics of intense romantic love and feelings of deep attachment, that second brain system, but you don't have any of these sex sexual things. And you So know. it's it's the intimacy or physical intimacy yeah. that sets that apart. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so so here's you an interesting. You can fall in love with your small baby too, and you know you can fall in love with all kinds of things. But yes, it's that sexual component that's missing. Fall in love with a toaster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just don't I... have sex with. It. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be hot. <laughs> Wait. So I have a, I have a question uh, in, on that an animal frontier. Uh, dogs were basically bred. Yeah. For their loyalty to humans, among other properties. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's an old saying, be the person who your dog thinks you are. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah, because your dog That's thinks you're wonderful. the greatest thing ever. You come yeah. home, no matter yeah. what, no matter the day dog. the dog had, no matter the day, they, you are the best person there ever yeah. was to happen to them. Yeah. So that might might um, fool you into thinking that this is a relationship. Right. And the person appreciates you for who and what you are. Right. Now... Cats, not so much. No, not right. so much. So do we have data to show that people have stronger relationships with their dogs than they do with their cats? Yes. Because the dog is reciprocal in its... In its in yes. Its, mm. Yes. And in fact, um, you know, they call it chick bait. I mean, a, a man with a dog walking down the street um, picks up more girls than uh, if he's walking along with a cat. Must love dogs. The whole movie yeah. with that title. Yeah. Must love dogs. He's, he's basically advertising that he can take care of something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a pretty low bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take care of a pet. Okay. Maybe he's good mating material. <laughs> That's exactly. Actually, we've got data he on that. He picks up the poop. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. But you know, dogs are pair bonding animals naturally. Only three percent of mammals uh, form a pair bond to rear their young, and all the wild wolves, uh, foxes, coyotes, um, uh, dingoes, uh, you know, and dogs form pair bonds. And oh, but so I, thought they, I thought they travel in packs with one. They do, but there's one, one alpha. male and one female who are the breeding pair. And everybody else a helper at the nest. Oh, oh, oh! So, so it's not one male mating multiple females. Okay, like no. a pride of lions. It's not a, exactly. It's gotcha. Not a lion. That's pride the difference. I didn't know that. Okay, exactly. Good. And so this is why we bond so easily with them. As a matter of fact, anthropologists think that it's um, dogs that picked uh, the bonding with us mm -hmm. and followed it along with us, right. you know, and... Because um, we left uh, food behind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Made, yeah. Well, you know... We did that on, on, on Cosmos. We did like a whole episode and uh -huh. it's titled, And the Wolf Shall Become the Shepherd. Oh, ah. how divine. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 Well, um, you know, dogs, uh, I mean... Oh, that's, that's Andrian's poetic... Uh, yeah. Uh, she's got, the, there's a poetry side of her that contributes to the scripting. So mm -hmm. that's where that came from. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so okay, so that's real. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, good. it's good. real. Mm -hmm. And it probably creates a lot of the oxytocin. You know, the, the, the brain system for attachment is the oxytocin system in the brain. I think what people, men and women, get out of their relationship with their dog is all the hugging and touching and everything, and all of that drives up the oxytocin system in the brain linked mm -hmm. with feelings of attachment. Right. Attachment. So, yes, and it probably is the same in the dog, but it's certainly in that feeling in, in a human being. So, um, you know, as you put your arm around somebody, as you hold hands with them, as you hug them, as you learn to sleep in their arms, you're driving up this oxytocin system and um, and 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 it's a feel good chemical no question yeah. about it okay you're yeah. good right. yeah. <laughs> all right feel good all right i don't need you i got my oxy uh, oxytocin pills that's yeah. all. i don't need you for nothing i just think about my own name. just don't crush it up and snort it <laughs> <laughs> right, truck we got 5 minutes left we're going into lightning oh, round lightning yeah. round so no uh, no longer the luxury of long answers long answers okay. to try to get through the list cuz we have truck you have multiple pages okay. of questions I here i do i've got okay? quite a so few. I'm test my bell good there it is okay, okay. so you're going to give soundbite answers pretend okay. you're on the evening news and okay. you have two minutes to give your entire interview okay okay you ready chuck go. go jeffrey clark on twitter says what's the science behind attraction am i pre-programmed to be attracted to certain traits or is attraction a learned behavior love it go for it it's not a learned behavior. I mean, some of it is learned, but uh, chemically we're drawn to certain people rather than others. I've figured out when people say we have chemistry. I understand what that means now. So, so that's real? Involved. Yes. We're going to be naturally drawn to some people rather than others, basically, basically because of body chemistry. Body chemistry. That's called yeah. BO, I think. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep going. Go. Next question. Uh, this is from Dan Larkins on Facebook. Wants to know this. If evolution favors individuals who seek out the strongest and the best suited mates to pass on their genes, is there a body 
biological advantage to falling in love over choosing the most advantageous partner gene-wise. No insult intended to my beloved. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right, Dan, there you go. So yeah, so that, that, that's a pretty clean question. Yeah. So if you just want to propagate a survival, you pick the person and then you do that. Why does it, what's love got to do with it? Why do we fall in love with a guy who looks like the penguin from Batman mm -hmm. and he's because, not rich mm -hmm. and you're a supermodel? Mm -hmm. How does that even That happen? doesn't happen too often. Basically, if <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you for your honesty. <laughs> thank you. I mean, penguins go for penguins. Right. You know? okay. <laughs> I mean, we didn't, we didn't tend to fall in love with somebody from the same socio economic background, same general level of intelligence, same general level of good looks, same religious and social values. We do draw, we are drawn to people to some extent like ourselves. Yeah, but that's environmental, of course. Your, your religion that you're born into is you're born into it. Yes, exactly. Right? And so socioeconomic, those are the people you hang out with. But I do think, you know, people who are very uh, novelty seeking and risk taking go for people like themselves. People who are very traditional except, go for people like themselves. Helen, mm -hmm. except some of the greatest stories ever told were people falling in love who were completely not right. the same anything. Right. From Romeo and Juliet right. to, to right. in, 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 in. Well, to Hillary and Bill Clinton. I mean, Hillary. Hillary's high testosterone and Bill is, I think, high estrogen. You know, snap. Right. So, so I can't accept the blanket statement that people tend. I mean, yes, statistically, perhaps, but okay. the exception to that are so extraordinary. So, so could be a lesson to us all. There's always exceptions. Okay. We're an animal that's flexible. No question about okay. it. An environment always plays a role. Next question. Oh, there we go. All right. That was a good one. Oh, quick. Oh, here we go. This one is for Dr. Tyson from Joy Green on Facebook. Dr. Tyson, my question revolves around the following topic. How can an average everyday citizen get others to fall in love with science? Oh. Look at Joy Make Green. Good one. Joy Green going oh outside the box. Outside the box. Going outside the box. <laughs> Ooh, I got to team up with Helen here to find out, can you fall in love with things that are not other members of your species? Can you fall in love with an idea, a principle, a philosophy, a pursuit? No. People who are serious hobbyists, you... The only word you can say is that they're in love with their craft. I agree with you. These are basic all-purpose systems in the brain. So you got your oxy, oxy... Oxy... Well, that's the dopamine system when you fall in love. It's the oxytocin system with feelings of attachment. But sure, these are, you know, the attachment system in the brain. You can be attached to your motorcycle. You can be attached to your girlfriend. But are those same chemicals being probably. excited when you're probably. when you're waxing your motorcycle? Yes, probably, oh, okay. yes. Or, all or, or to lesser extents. Yeah. So can there be measured releases of these, uh, you know, when yes. you say dopamine, like for instance, you do cocaine, your brain floods with dopamine. Yeah, absolutely. So it does. Absolutely. And you can fall in love. Too. All right. With cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. I don't love it. Just the way time it for smells. one more question. Here go, we Jeff. go. One more. Fast. Fast. Go. Here we go. Uh, from Dewarmo Dave on Google Plus says, is chastity healthy and what are the effects of chastity? Mm. Ooh, go for Reach it. Reach his own. To each his own. That's okay, it. That's an awesome cop-out answer. <laughs> I mean, I, I think you learn a huge amount about somebody when you when you make love to them. Mm -hmm. And it, it triggers the brain circuitry for uh, romantic love. It triggers some of the brain circuitry for attachment. And it drives up the testosterone system so that you want more sex with them. But I, I can tell... We I can to have sex and fall in love. And I can no, tell you this. If you have a gene for chastity, you didn't inherit it. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Thanks for listening to Star Talk Radio. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Many thanks to our comedian, our guest, our experts, and I've been your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Until next time, I bid you to keep looking up. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.